Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is your AEW review. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty. It's Monday. It's November. You know what that means. Jesus Christ, where has the year gone? I am, as always, joined by Deathmatch aficionado and baguette enthusiast Aaron Stamman. So, how's it going, mate? It's such a niche reference, the whole baguette thing. <laughs> I mean, there was a baguette used in a Deathmatch wrestling match in Liverpool this weekend, so we, we all thought of you when we saw it. Uh, thanks. So it's appreciated, mate. <laughs> all about that baguette ass shoving. It didn't go in anyone, it just got he just hit someone. Oh, I did. I see that. That's, was, what, that's what you're missing. It was external use only. <laughs> um, hello. Um, it's it's Monday. I, I don't know what my notes are. This will be fun. <laughs> it's November, like yeah. Halloween. was like me and Jay went on to a Halloween party on Saturday and drank all of the beer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yesterday wasn't even a thing. It was, it was I, horrible. I had fancy vodka Saturday night, drinking games, and then at like quarter past midnight, Courtney decided to go, do you want to go out? Not really. <laughs> I keep forgetting you're in your 20s and you can do that. Yeah, yeah, it didn't go well. <laughs> 150 quid later, yep. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, and it only took three hours to go through that. <laughs> what, you're drinking like liquid gold? Double vodkas constantly. <laughs> Fair enough. So no new, uh, no new wrestling toys for you this week. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Moxie's book. No, I, I can't read, mate. I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll jump straight in um, to Dynamite then, because we're back to normal now. Dynamite on, back on Wednesday. Um, yeah, and uh, Rampage on the Friday as always. So we'll start with Dynamite this week. And Dynamite started straight away uh, with CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. Someone dressed as CM Punk in the crowd, and it was quite a good outfit too. It wasn't yeah. just some boy with tape on his hand. I've seen so many great Halloween costumes in the wrestling community um, this week. Uh, my one of my favourite ones is John Morrison dressed as Dave Meltzer. Wow! Okay, I, I just had like a handful of stars, and um, <laughs> he actually wrote it on the Instagram post. He wrote it in the style of a Dave Meltzer review. Wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you see Finn Balor and his missus? Oh, no, no. up his Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it yeah. was pretty good. I, I saw um, Rhea Ripley and her partner, presumably, dressed up as uh, Triple H and China. She dressed up as Triple H and he dressed up as China. Ah, right, okay. That's that was fair. That was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, and loaded, I've seen a load of zombies as well. Yeah, it's been good. Um, so, yeah. Zombies. So getting into this uh, Punk Fish match, it was it was very WWE in the way it was put together. I thought, yeah, in, in kind of a good way. It was like old school, like WWE. Yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea, but I mean, it was it was fine. It wasn't it was serviceable. I'm not going to say it, it was, was bad. It was neither man's best match in AW. I don't think. No, but um, I think it was perfectly fine. I really liked. Um, 
like fish working the leg a lot. Like those that bit where he dropped down out the um, go to sleep and hit a dragon stream like straight away. Yeah, so nice. really enjoyed that. Uh, JR calls the GTS the GPS. GPS, yeah. GPS. So, yeah. What he uses to uh, to get himself to the to the shows and doesn't get lost. <laughs> Uh, Punk hits like the match of off the top but on one leg because his leg's been that badly injured. He jumps that, off. That annoyed me because he clearly stood on two legs getting up there. It's not like. Yeah, but he pushed I'm, off it. He only pushed off with one leg, which is. I, I'm not saying, oh, you have to try to hop up onto a turnbuckle. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> it's just, you could have done it so much better. It really bugged my happiness. Excalibur calls something the, the Mandela Hanari. I don't know yeah. what that means. I'm exactly. <laughs> He's just making a word at this like, point, doesn't he? The, the, the fact I was, I even rewound it and tried to figure out like what movie he was referring to. It, mu- it must have been a while ago, but it was just stupid. It's like, cool. Uh, yeah, so we'll get to the finish then. Um, so after the little dragon screw, um, Punk basically just gets up, counters something, and then hits GTS. But it's like a really, it's like a very laboured one. It's like he's like struggling because he's like been his knees that bad. Did he sort of only gets him for a second and drops him? Yeah, it's, it's a very sort of um, rough and ready GTS. And then a bit of a weird finish. So Punk takes a while to make the cover. We're not talking Triple H Bucketeer, but he takes like a couple of seconds to get on top of, of Fish, and then Fish kicks out like pretty um, much at three. Fish has been watching that Kenny Omega Laredo kid match. <laughs> he's been watching because no one's kicked out of the GTS yet, and um, <laughs> he's got fish. I don't know. Is that is that fish it, going into business? Is that like was that meant was, to be the finish? I was saying it was genuinely on free, wasn't it? So it was like, they, they have to like in fairness, the ref could easily went kicked out. But the commentators sold it like it was the finish, which leads me to believe that, that was meant to happen. There was no yeah. like, there was no. They, they were all. You can always tell when something's like. A bit planned because all three of the commentators are like talk about it straight away. There's yeah. no like awkward silence. But then there's the thing for um, commentators not to because JR doesn't like being told, does he? What the who the winners are and stuff, so they no. get a real reaction. So then, in theory, like how would JR know? Yeah, whether the they just whether they just reacted to the bell being wrong, you don't know. Do yeah, you? exactly. So yeah, a little bit weird. Uh, Punk looked a little bit pissed off as well at the end. Like it was like like something had gone a bit wrong. I passed. It, it was. I thought it was an okay match, yeah. but the ending it was just a bit meh. It was a bit weird. It was a bit weird. Um, so then after that, we had a little Malachi Black promo to the camera. It, this was very much. We actually talked about this on his Instagram last week, didn't we? Um, it, was yeah. very, it was basically just that. He basically said, "Yeah, it wasn't about wins and losses. It was about turning everyone against Cody, fracturing his family, making the crowd boo him." And he's done it basically, and then he goes fucks mm. off into the spooky darkness. I hate to tell you, Black, but wins and losses do matter. This is AEW, mate. They have win loss records. I, yeah, it's not like that <laughs> other company. They do matter, honest. Not everyone's 50 50 booked here. Um, so then next up, uh, we have MGF out for what Tony Shironi calls his quarterly wrestling obligation. Wow. Which, yeah. which, I, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't wrestle very often. No, uh, I think what was his right? Is it not like nine and one overall or something? Yeah, like in AEW, it's something ridiculous. Like he's that. lost, no, he's lost more than once, hasn't he? Like Jericho, he lost in Jericho, obviously. Ah, well, yeah, sorry. I don't know. All right, well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of so he was wrestling for Bryce Donovan, who is a he's from Boston, he's a local guy, right? Okay. 
So it's like a local job, basically. Um, it did talk about the match, mate. It was 30 seconds long. He beat him in 30 seconds. <laughs> he hit he a huge... Of it. <laughs> basically, um, he offered him a handshake. He offered his hand, and then as soon as he put, he put his hand, the hand, he just kicked him, beat him around the ring a bit. Whop in the heat seeker. 30 seconds. Boom. Win. Fair. Uh, I just try... Post-match. He's, he's in a lot of tag team matches as opposed to one-on-ones. Mm. That's, I think that's how you cover it, really. Like, you, you do... I'm saying that I'm on 2020, what, 14 matches in. So, there you go. Okay. He's had 13 matches this year on AEW. Right, okay. That's fair. Um, see, after the match, MGF does his little heat stuff on the mic, get, gets the mix for the Boston. Then he calls out Darby Allen. Um, he said Boston loves Darby because they love losers. Um, and then he, he, he references beating up Sting, and he also, this is interesting, he references beating Adam Page for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Yeah, he, because he's the number one contender, yeah. Yeah, and then he sort of positions himself. He says, like, it doesn't matter if a full year, it doesn't matter who wins out of Kenny or Adam, he's going to be the next world champion. So there's a little ominous, little, uh, little, little seeds planted here for, you know, MGF finally getting for what could be coming down the coming down the pipe, yeah. After um, years, I say years. What a year since he thingied Cody? Two years? Two years? Sorry, two years since he stopped Cody for winning. Yeah. Well, so, then, so then, um, the lights cut out, and Sting's music plays. Oh no, sorry, Sting's music plays first, and it's a trick that Sean Spears and MGF have pulled, and Sting's not here. They just played the music to pop the crowd, and now they call them all losers. Yeah. Um, and then the lights go out, and then yes, like, oh come on now, Sean, like this is getting a bit silly. Stop this. <laughs> and Sean's like, "Yeah, bro, this ain't me." Yeah. <laughs> and they come back uh, on, and uh, yeah, Sting is it's it's Sting. Uh, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, so what I like about this is Sean's kind of got the chair like over his back, like just holding it, which means that Sting can fully wham him on the back with a baseball bat, and it looks yeah. amazing. Uh, it worked. Like, even though you could see, obviously, it was set up for the chair to be there, it was yeah. still. But he just swung for the fences. Yeah. <laughs> the spirit was great. And then he hits Ward, though, and like, he does like the, the Triple H like, hand over the thing and hits him in the face with it. Um, yeah, so he drops them too. Um, yeah, Darby. Then he, he sort of bails into the crowd, doesn't he? Like, standing by the barrier. Yeah. Uh, Dar- Darby's there in like it. basically what I'm calling flasher gear. He's there in like a he's like a flasher trench coat, like a big big trench coat, and he's got looks, yeah. like, ins- looks like Inspector Gadget if you remember if you're young enough. Yeah, to remember Inspector Gadget. Is it not Watchmen or something that's from? It's just I think it's, it's, just a, I think it's, it's just a costume. It's a jacket, yeah. Yeah, and he's got his face all like wrapped up, and then he just takes the disguise off. As he does that, a woman dressed as Chun Li leans in and gives him like a thumbs up, which is <laughs> which is brilliant. More of that. Um, <laughs> Uh, that really helped. That really, um, really made yeah. the moment feel massive. And then, I mean, yeah. But the woman does get like over. She overdoes it throughout the night. She does get a bit. I didn't. I didn't notice anything after this. So she, she, she is that woman, right? That can he sit down? Right. So even when the crowd are all sitting down, you still see her wear a fucking paint in her fucking hand, <laughs> just getting it yaldy. So yeah, so then Darby scares him. MGF does a runner, and then Darby gets in to uh, the ring with a, a skateboard covered in thumbtacks, and he cracks Wardlow over the back of it. 
Uh, I saw some pictures on social media afterwards. It looked real nasty. Yeah. Like you wore it, you put his shirt on, and he was still bleeding through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that looked horrible. And then he basically just said uh, to MJF, full gear. So, I mean, I'm happy with it. Who have you got? MJF all day. I think. It means Darby's he, losing two in a row at pay per view, though. Which is, MJF needs it, though. But they both lost at the last pay per view, didn't they? So something's got to give. Dar- Darby. Gonna, I don't think you can feed MJF two losses in a row if you want to. No. If, you, if you're heating them up for a title, run, a title shot. Like, and yeah. Darby's sympathetic, baby face. He can afford to lose over and over again. You can lose in a mad way. Like he takes some yeah. risk and like kills himself or something, you know. I mean, it's probably what he's going for, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also a MGF loves Nickelback scene. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I just found it hilarious. Just Nickelback still getting referenced all these years. <laughs> and so after that, there's a little backstage promo when it's announced that Britt Baker is going to have an ODQ match against Abaddon on Rampage. Apparently, this is something to do with the Jericho Cruise, like she walked out of the match. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh, Three versus three match where Abaddon was with Chris Statlander and Anna Jay, I believe. Top babyface Abaddon, actual zombie. Yep, yep, top babyface. Yep, Abaddon, Anna Jay, Chris Statlander defeat Britt Baker, Jimmy Hare, and Rebel. Let me guess, Rebel took the pin on that one, I'd imagine. Ah, pass. I, I, I hope. <laughs> I be, hope so as well. Yeah. You can't be feeding Jimmy Hare like losses nope. like that. Nope. <laughs> um, Right, then next up, we had the TNT. Oh, so this is, we have <clears throat> a TNT title match where if Sammy Guevara loses, he must leave the inner circle forever. However, if he wins, <laughs> you can tell this is something to do with Chris Jericho. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if he wins, they get to, uh, Chris, the inner circle get to pick the three members of American Top Team to pair with Men of the Year in their match at Full Gear. <laughs> so based on all of those stipulations, there was no chance in fucking hell that Sammy was losing this match. There's no chance Sammy was losing, and if somehow Jorge Masvidal is not in the six-man tag, there is something wrong. Well, no, <laughs> we, we talk about this. He has got that. He has got his fight in December, isn't he? I don't know if you'll get. Yeah, cleared. we talked about it last week. Yeah, but. Surely I mean, you, you think, right, yeah. spoiler, Sammy won. Um, you think, <laughs> you think it's obviously going to be Dos Santos because he is like, he's a new boy, but he's, I, I think he's done with actual MMA, right? I, mean, I think he he's got he getting on a bit. He wants to wrestle. You'd think maybe Masvidal with the whole Jericho thing going on, yeah, and then yeah. you'd think maybe just like for the laws, they pick Dan Lambert and he has to fucking lace him up, Dan Lambert. Or... And theory, you could just throw one of them. Weird neck tattoo guy. Yeah. Oh, that one. Hi. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But match was was good. Um, I thought um, Ethan Page and Sammy had a really good chemistry together. I thought they they really complemented each other very well. Page just hoops him everywhere for the most part. And he has a great time. Hoops him so badly that Sammy's jaundice-looking fake tan... Is all over the mat after this match. <laughs> yeah, there was a nice move where um, he basically just Paige just drops Sammy like spine first on the top turnbuckle when they're yeah. on top, like it's a backbreaker. That's great. There's um, there's like a standing Spanish fly, which man to, to, to fully rotate a guy Ethan Page is so high stuff to. I mean, he's not a big guy, but he's he's tall and he's buff, and that's pretty good. He's a big boy for AEW anyway. 
Yeah, uh, Sammy hits a shooting star press to the outside, which is very nice. Uh, yeah, just some really good shit in here. Um, I think like I said this was not special, but I'm really it makes me it, it sort of wet my appetite for the for the five month to see these two go out a bit more. Well, just to see these, uh... well, just to see like these and others. Like you add in, I mean, I just want to see the only. It's, I mean, I want to see Santana and Ortiz, and I want to see Sammy Guevara. The other two, yeah, maybe not I, so much. That, that, that was more of my thing. Was uh, whoever Sammy faces, to be honest, is going to be good. So you, you kind of because Sammy hasn't wrestled a lot this year, like not especially not in singles, and um, you kind of forget that he's really good. A bit yeah. because all he does is like follow Jericho around for the yeah, most part. He's, he's Jericho's <laughs> pal. Hi. Uh, so when he gets a chance to just ball out, like he kind of does here, you kind of go, "Oh yeah, shit." He's like, yeah. you can do it. You can do a standing Spanish fly, and you can do shooting star press to the outside. Um, and yeah, the, the so the finish comes when um, Ethan Page is going for an ego's edge off the top rope, and then Sammy sort of slips out, and then he just gets him with a roll up, basically, and uh, picks up the win. Yeah, he they ran a reversal from the Eagles Edge. That was what yeah. changed it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, it was like quite a good match, to be honest. I was... Yeah, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I just remembered after the match, uh, Scorpio <laughs> Sky comes out for a beatdown and they just lay into Guevara. Then the inner circle come out with music and pyro. Yeah. It's Jericho's music too. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, Judas hits and Pyro hits and the Inner Circle. Well, I say the Inner Circle run down. Santana Ortiz are in that ring, lickety split. Like they're in quick. Yeah. Jericho, not not so much. I mean, Jer- Jericho is like holding the time because even when they're in the ring, the music plays. They let it go on until that bit where they stop the music, so then the crowd can sing that final part on their own. Yeah. You've got to get that bit in there, Tasty. <laughs> uh, they make a couple of jokes uh, first of all um, Scorpio Sky makes a good point he's just holding up he's just saying that that's 5 on 2 yeah I mean I wouldn't go in there <laughs> so then um, he basically says Jericho makes a comment about Sammy beating Ethan Page and said quote the only thing Ethan Page has beat since he came to AW is himself in this hotel room last night yep uh, to and which, then uh, beat your meat chance. Yeah, beat your meat chance. <laughs> while Scorpio Sky protests no he didn't I was there <laughs> Which was, yeah, great. Um, and then basically, yeah, they're, they're going to have the 10 month tag of full gear. And so, is it next week they're going to announce um, who they're yes. facing? I, d- I didn't know. Uh, they did say something like in somewhere that it, it, at some point soon. I, I, I mean, it's got to be next week, the week after the pay per view, isn't it? So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, it's, so I'm guessing next week on Dynamite, we'll find out uh, which three members of the American Top Team are going to be joining Men of the Year in that match. Um, uh, a couple of things. Tony Nice was watching again this yeah. match. Yeah, he's on Dark this week. He was on Dark? What, in a match? I think so. I'm sure they said he was he was wrestling. Right, okay. Don't quote me on that, but I'm sure. I, I, might, I might have dreamt it, or it might have actually happened. I'm not entirely sure. It's been a, it's been a weird weekend. <laughs> and then there's a We Want Wyndham sign with the first W. Yes, crossed out. out. So it was WWE, and then the W crossed out to be We Want Wyndham. To be We, we, we that's, Want Wyndham. I'd give him that. That's good. Like, yeah, I was, I was proud of that. And... Funnily enough, his pal beside him in the crowd was dressed as the fiend. Yeah, <laughs> there was Fair one dressed as the fiend at the Halloween party I went to on Saturday. Actually, it was really good. Oh, is it? Fair. Yeah, they had the lantern and everything with the head. That must have been a fortune. That no, it was all. I mean, it was. I think you just bought it all off like the WWE website, yeah. doesn't it? You know, yeah, bought it all in a one. Maybe wait until it got released. Got it all on a uh, clearance. To be fair, it's 
see if you went on the site now. I bet you it's not in clearance. <laughs> it's like, it's well, what, what are we going to do with 500 feet? <laughs> no, I'm saying it probably still sells like mad because it's the fiend. So they're like, nah, we're not putting on resale quite yet. Let's make Alexa Bliss wear it and uh, still charge full price. <laughs> Just put a wig on the lamp. <laughs> uh, right, so after that, then we get some promos. Um, so first up, a nice little... Um, Nice little seasoning, nice little something to, something to whet the appetite for Brian Downey's and Eddie Kingston. Uh, Kingston going off saying about like him fighting depression and like working hard because I think that the crux this was he said, did Brian say that Kings would have to work harder to beat them? He basically implied that Kingston didn't work hard. He's lazy, yeah. Yeah, he, he's not. He's not. What's the word I'm looking for? He's not motivated. That's the one. I there we go. So yeah, so Kingston walks off. He basically said, "Yeah, I've had enough. I'm, I'm done talking. I'm done listening." And he just walks off. And then Daniels is like, "Yep, that's the Kingston I want to see. That's the one I want to fight." Basically says that him and Moxie are the two toughest wrestlers he's ever met. So what Brian Danielson is saying is Eddie Kingston's a hothead, and he's just set him up to be the Eddie Kingston he wants him to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, we had another one. The Lucha Bros basically challenge FTR for the titles of Full Gear for the uh, AW Tag Team titles. So FTR wants to, to to collect both of the belts that the Lucha Bros had. So yeah, they're, they're coming for them for the main dub titles. Why would you not ask to have the AAA titles on the Titan, one at the same title. time? Yeah, it's oh yeah, you took our other titles, but now we want to give you a chance at these <laughs> ones. I think it's again, it's it's one of the ones where they've been wound up, haven't they? Like the FTR have been beating them up, so it's like I think the only way to get FTR in the ring. Because they want to fight them instead of offer the, the other belts. Yeah. If you say title retire left, I'll just say, nah, fuck that. I'm not putting these titles on the line. Uh, fair. Uh, and then it, it's, it's a case of they have to like they have to make it worth their while almost. They have to like entice them with, with the belts. But then could you not just have that as a storyline then? As I think that's what they're titles on the line and then they go nah. I think well, I think it's kind of been implied, hasn't it? Uh, Mate. I get told everything in my wrestling, okay? I don't, I don't, <laughs> this is, this is think a we, 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 we treat our audiences with respect here. We're on the show, <laughs> we, we can all read between the lines. Um, yeah, so after that, we had the Serena D versus Akaru Shida first round of the women's eliminated tournament. Damn. Um, it gets better and better, eh? <laughs> well, do you want to talk to me about talking about what was your what was your take on this match? I quite enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, I've always been a fan of Shida. Uh, Serena Deeb's a bit bland for me, but she really? is a good wrestler. I honestly think Serena Deeb, pa- uh, match from match, has been the best women's wrestler to work in AW. Yeah, I'd. I'd agree with you, I think. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I can't actual name, wrestling. I can't um, name a bad match she's had. And then if you can if you take this match and her match with Rio are like two of the, probably the top five women's matches in AEW mm-hmm. history. It, it, it's fitting that her nickname is a woman of a thousand holds. Yeah. When Dean Malenko was a bit bland as well. <laughs> I mean they, they do need they do need to give her a character, and I think that's what they're trying they're, to do. They're doing with, it now with, yeah. with this with this heel turn and like you know, this sort of it's like the whole Bret Hart turn and heel, isn't it? It's like that. They're they're a very good wrestler, but they're not. They've not got quite the oomphy character that you need. Yeah, I'm not like, saying everyone needs a character. When she came in, her like character was like she does yoga. 
she does yoga, she wrestles. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but no, I'm all for it. And then this match was very fitting. Yeah, this match was great. Um, Dee did a lot of like joint manipulation, a lot of sort of uh, working on the knees, uh, slamming Sheeta into the ring post by the knee. Uh, then she, then Dee gets slammed into the ring post. And then there's a nice, like some superplex action. I mean, yeah, it was just, it had everything this much. Deep hits a DDT on a leg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now that got me intrigued. <laughs> New things, baby, let's go. <laughs> Again, another counter. Um, later in the match, Shida went for a katana and Deep caught a leg and hit a dragon screw. Yeah. Again, like working the knee, uh, and she puts like I mean, she she's done this a couple. She made this like a, a thing of her character. She puts like a lot of talk on those dragon screws when she does them. She does them in the ropes a lot of times as well. They always look really effective, and really nice. Um, uh, D puts Cedar in the figure four. Uh, she gets to the ropes, and then they had a nice um moment later on. So Deep had the, the, the broken trophy that she hit Cheetah with the other week. And yeah. Sheeta ended up with it in her hand, and it was like a throwback to like WrestleMania race um, with Brett and Michaels. Is it Brett Michaels WrestleMania mm-hmm. race when uh, when Brett goes to hit with the belt and ends up not doing it with the ring belt and not doing it, gives it to the referee. Oh, is it eight? That seems early. Twelve, maybe. Twelve. It was. It was an early 12. WrestleMania. It 12. was. It was. It was, a, it, it was like a classic, like recreated moment, which was really cool. Twelve is um, a big one. So. And then Deeb tried to roll up after that with the to take advantage of the distraction. However, it didn't work. And then she'd hit a roll up by it for herself. And well, there you go. Huh? It was a very, very, this was the best first round match there was. Or yeah. out of what's left as well, I'm assuming it's still going to be. And again, I don't, uh, you know, we don't like to draw comparisons on this show. So I do it sparingly. Right. No, but usually it's me that goes after them, so it's <laughs> you can have your own goals this, every so often. This match was 11 minutes long, mate, and that's, yeah. a, that's over half the length of the entire Queen of the Rings tournament. Yeah, yeah, at 18 minutes, and it, this was only one match. Yeah. Saying two of the matches, so the Ruby Soul one as well, over the time of yeah, that whole we've already Yeah, we've already eclipsed the Queen of the Rings tournament, <laughs> and we're already in the first round. <laughs> We're still in the first round. Oh, we're, we two, we're, we're two matches in. <laughs> Mental. But, yeah. Um, Women's wrestling. Maybe just give it a bit of time on telly. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be yeah. good. You know? Yeah. And please, I mean, speaking of women's wrestling, we, we did a, we did, I mean, this is a hot, these are really, all these, like, these matches are always really hard to talk about because they're always very technical and there's lots of little details that are easy to forget. There's no, like, yeah. there were no huge spots. It was just, like, loads of really good stuff. Um, so please do watch Swans. It was absolutely excellent. It really yeah, as, as I say, I'm more of the characters or hardcore matches or whatever, but I really enjoyed this match myself. So, Like Dave and Cheater have got like sp- that special sort of chemistry together where they can make it look yeah. effortless. Yeah. Uh, right, so next up, a bit of bad news. It's announced that Mike Sadal is injured, um, which means we're not going to get Leo Rush's debut on Rampage. Yeah, hey. Was it just a casual? Well, it's just been a, it must have just been like a training injury or something. I mean, it was. I don't think it was during a match because he's not wrestled for a while. Unless he was injured and they thought he'd be back in time, but he's not. And I don't know. Um, because he's not been around for a little while. But then, so it basically just announced that Dante will take on Matt Seidel in the singles match, and Leo Rush basically says, "Yep, yeah, he's the man of the hour, and you know he'll he'll you'll see him wrestle when the time's right." 
That's the third yeah. match. Yeah. I mean, I'm down with this. The first two matches slap. So, yeah. It works. Let's have it. Right. Next up, then, we have uh, John Moxie versus 10. So, it's the final first round match in the Eliminated Tournament. Did I or did I not say 10 was getting murdered? <laughs> <laughs> so, this was horrible. <laughs> it's like, then Preston Vance, like, then number 10. He's like he's almost. I mean, you obviously wear the mask. You don't really see his face all that often. But he's he's a young lad. He's um he's like Brody Junior's big brother. He's like the surrogate brother to Brody Junior. He's like a real fan favorite ever since um, Brody passed, and he's been like this really sympathetic baby face, like real like you know whole wholesome nice guy. And Moxie just fucks him up. Yeah, like absolutely fucks him up. Um, like, he 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 actually got some booze out of the crowd in this match. It was, oh, it was good. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, well, fuck the guy that got in the way of Moxley, but respect to Moxley for just yeeting him out the way. It, I think it was a plan. It was, it was the same guy, you know, the starting end. Or maybe Sorry. he was just a fanny, though. I think it was just, I think it was someone he might have like, agreed with beforehand because he did shove him real hard. Yeah, but if you're in the way of Moxley opening that barricade. <laughs> If I, I think if I stood there unplanted, I would get shoved out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so to go through the match, he basically takes ten out of the ring, throws him into the barricade, throws him into the stairs, throws him into the ring post, rips his mask open, bites his face, gets back in the ring. Ten gets back in the ring. He's pissing blood everywhere. Moxie just smacks him on the floor, beats him to the like he bleeds everywhere, and then hits him with a baronet shift. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> and at one point, like when he when when yeah, he gets back in the ring, you can see blood like running, for, like yeah, drip, rippling off, off his face. I mean, he, he did a real big blade. It was, it. it was like dripping off his face and landing on the mat. And like Moxie, yeah. when he comes in for the punches, he comes in, he's got blood all over his chest. Yeah, it's hey, uh, made Moxley look like a monster. <laughs> horrible. Like I, I don't think I genuinely like him anymore. Now. <laughs> and then next week he's going to do basically this, but to Orange Cassidy, and like kids are going to cry. Oh yeah, blood orange. It's yeah. done then. <laughs> like you thought Orange Cassidy bled when he fought Jericho and I had that little bit of blood coming out of his ear. Nah, nah, nah. Moxley is gonna break his back. Like you know that ice pack that was on his back last week? He's gonna make him eat it. <laughs> yeah, he actually he actually put up today like a, a thing about the match he said, Come and see me get murdered or something, didn't he? Oh did I, I <laughs> yeah. did he? Okay. So right. he he knows, he knows what's happening. Yeah, uh, and that's gonna. This is really gonna put the the, the heel turn, I think, into, into full gear. Yeah, because um, you know it's gonna really gonna accelerate the process when Moxie just rips Orange Cassidy's heart out in front of a load of ten year old kids. <laughs> Trey stuff has on as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Moxley. Um, on, on my notes here, so I'm using <laughs> I'm using Peter Retorta's notes. They called it a slight change of Moxie's character. I think this is a drastic change a, of Moxie's character. A slight change. I he, think he just done a murder. <laughs> I think this is a drastic change of Moxie. So he's always he's always been like a bit of a a bit of a, a, sort of a punisher almost. Like you'd almost felt like if you were, if you were a bad dickhead like 2.0 or Daniel Garcia, yeah, he'd do you in. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is the first this is the first time he's been like fucking up like actual baby faces. Yeah. This is a. He's always been like that, arrogant, cunty, but everyone loves him because but he's, only he's ever, a working man's man. He's only ever really hurt, like, the bad dickheads. Yeah, whereas this time, 
10 is he's never done anything wrong he's always yeah. been he's america's sweetheart and yeah just made him fucking bleed and he ripped like his literally his entire mask open like you could see his face and everything well you couldn't because it was covered in blood but you know you can see the outline of his face <laughs> you can see where his face should be under all the blood <laughs> yeah so, yeah definitely the thing is they didn't go oh my god moxley's a cunt Moxley's an asshole. They didn't like just scream in your ear. Moxley's a bad guy now. No, they're, they're letting you make, yeah. like, come to your own decision about them, which I really like. That they're, they're respecting the audience really well. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're letting you decide how you feel about Moxley. They're not like, oh, what is Moxley doing? Why is he being so different? Why is he? Well, look, look at him. He's doing different things. What, <laughs> what has happened in his life? <laughs> All right, so the next up, we get a quick reply to the Lucha Bros from FDR. Nice little promo from Tully. They say they're pressing the reset button, and like when the dust settles, they're going to be champions. Dax Harwood says, doing all the flips is great, but when they get in the ring with them, they're going to have to fight for their lives. If you're um, listening in the background, there's a 10 chant from the crowd as he leaves the arena. Mad, yeah. mad, mad respect. I, I don't know why I said that. That just sounded funny. <laughs> uh, so next up, Cody comes out. No, I didn't hate this. I thought this was all right. I think this made. I think this really did a lot of work. A lot of the the, the sort of the, the long distance work that, that this because this Cody this Cody story's got a way to go. Yeah, this is the whole um, when Cody says he knows what he's doing with his character, and everyone always goes, "Do you though?" Yeah. But then he said he does this promo, and then you go. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, okay. Maybe he does actually know what he's doing. Because there's a little edge here in this promo, which he's, he's a little bit... So this this reminded me, the character he's sort of, I think he's slipping towards, is a bit like uh, Chris Jericho when he first turned heel. Just, I'm better than everyone. No, it was just, um, where's, where's, where's my thanks, you know? Where's, where's my recognition for what I do, what I've done for this company? For, for the years I've paid my dues, I've started this company. Well, Jer- Jericho, when he when he first won the title, he was like, everybody should be thanking me because I've come here and I've given this company like my presence and I've given it the eyes and I've given it like the promotion. People are here because I'm here. And that was his sort of heel persona. Now Cody's sort of like, well, I'm the guy who, you, you like AEW, I'm the guy who made AEW. Yeah. So, you know, he literally says in this, you know, you, you can cheer the guy who, who writes the checks, but don't forget to cheer the guy who built the bank. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about this. And him literally day. him literally standing in a ring saying, I will not turn, is lit the biggest neon is, sign yeah. of I am going to turn heel. You can't, you can't say turn on TV. <laughs> Killing the business. Um, so this is either one of two things. This is either this is like the John Cena moment where he's like, "No, it's never happening," or this is the here is when I said it won't happen, and this is when it starts. Yeah, here's the slow move to it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you could just join Kenny and Bucks if they stay together, can't they? And just well, be I, like- I, yeah, I think I think honestly, there's an outside chance that this time next year we will see an elite that doesn't include Kenny but does include Cody. Yeah, um, yeah. If that's how they want to spin it, I mean, that's a way they can go. I don't know if if Cody's interested in, in stepping out the Cody verse, but stepping in the Cody verse, uh, <laughs> his own little fucking plan. Anyway, so after, after a bit of, after a bit of this, from Cody uh, Andrade comes out, and I, I really liked I, I liked this this Andrade promo. I thought it, uh, it it was it was short but effective. 
Yeah. Uh, he basically says that um, people don't like, he says to Curry that people don't like him. And he said people don't like him either. Uh, but he does, the, the difference is he doesn't care. So he, again, he's sort of playing on the fact that Cody is like, he's almost desperate for this, for the fans to love him. Like, that's the one thing he now wants more than anything. And it's the one thing he can't have right now. Which, um, yeah. And Andrade's like, well, I'm better than you because I know they hate me and I don't care. Yeah. And it's great. Uh, so he <laughs> says he makes stupid choices. He, obviously, his neck tattoo gets brought up. <laughs> and uh, the second one was getting in his business. Um, and then as he gets in the ring, the lights go out. Come up, Malachi Blackster. He sprays Cody with the mist. They beat, <laughs> he beats up Cody. And then Andrade and Jose beat up Arn Anderson. Yeah. I mean, fair play. Did at any point we get... I understand that Andrade's got friends around the world and stuff, but there's no clarification on why Black... I think this is a bit of... Is with... They're leaning on the idea that people might... Obviously, they expect us to know them from WWE, and like they had a bit of a thing in NXT, didn't they? They had like, they have a history there. Uh, uh, yeah, they did. Okay. I, I suppose, yeah. But, hmm. I think it's meant the idea is meant to be like Andrade's... Obviously, this sort of well-traveled, like international wrestler, who because he wrestles in he wrestles in AAA and he's wrestled all over the world and he knows people, yeah, and he can just bring in all these people that he's got this history with that he's worked with. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, mate, it means we're getting probably. It looks like we're probably going to get Andrade and Malachi versus Cody and Pack. How are we getting World Elite Two Point <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> League League of Nations. League of Nations, World Elite, it's all the same. Uh, bring, it, bring in Eric Young. <laughs> so yeah, Pac, Pac runs out to make the save, and while he's fighting these guys off, I'm pretty sure he just stiff kicks Andrade in the face. I would do. <laughs> like, it looks like he proper catches him. Yeah. Um, and then Pac does the, uh, he goes, the, I love this, towards the end, he goes to run towards the ring, does like the backflip and sits down like um, Malachi does. Yeah. Malachi looks furious, and then he just Pac just flips him off. <laughs> Fucking love him. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, it looks like they're setting up for a, a tag match. Which yeah, give it to me. I'm I'm down. For uh, it. Yeah, as as we spoke about last week, it gets all four of them on the full gear card, doesn't it? Is yep. the important thing. And I want it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to argue of watching Pack and Malachi Black right at and each now- other. Now we move to the main event. <laughs> right. And I know this is going to be polarizing. I know some people will hate it and they're entitled to. Screw you lot. <laughs> this is one of the most fun 15 minutes of war wrestling I've ever if, seen in my entire life. If you haven't watched being elite like in the past what year? Yeah. You're not gonna have a fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> this is just like right. If you're if you're a super fan, if you're like invested in this whole universe, this is just a treat for you. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the elite versus the dark order. Dark order come out first. So it's um, John Silver dressed as sexy Bambi. Yeah. It's Stu Grayson dressed as Kratos, and then it's um, Colt Cabana dressed as Brandon Cutler. Yep. And um, Evil Uno dressed as Cowboy. Yep. They also have Alex Reynolds and Alan Angels come out dressed as cowboys, and they have a horse as well with a with a, a front and back end. Yep, All right. So that's, that's that's great enough anyway. Um, then you have the elite come out. Apparently, it's the last minute change. 
what, what, what was the last minute change? So apparently they were originally going to be dressed as characters in Squid Game. Right. But uh, TNT wouldn't let them do it because they didn't want to promote another network show. Right, okay. So they were like, no, you can't do that. So at the, at the, at the, with, with two hours notice. Uh, so who's, hold on, who's Ghostbusters? What, how have they got the rights to Ghostbusters? Like? Well, no, it's fine because Ghostbusters isn't like, they, they, they have the rights, it's just like they're not promoting another show, are they? Like another network. Right, okay. Ghostbusters are like a film, so it's not like direct competition for TNT. Right. So would an, an actual channel have Squid Games? Well, no, no Netflix. It's, it's, it's a Netflix show, and like Netflix is technically competitive because it's a technically a, like a, a TV service, isn't it? I don't know. There, there was there was some, some thing. TV, yeah, TV, right, TV, okay. TNT weren't happy with Squid Games for whatever reason, so they dug out the um, the Ghostbusters costumes, which they've worn before. But however. This was so you had they all they all entered. They didn't enter to the Adam Cole music. They didn't have separate entrances. No, they came out to a incredible, like bastardized version of the Ghostbusters theme. It was like proper. It was meant to be just shit. Yeah, and fair play to them <laughs> with a with a refrain of "I ain't afraid of no budge." Yeah, that <laughs> like, is the like in the song. Which is that, incredible. That's the title of the song, which I'm sure you can get on Spotify. It is on Spotify. It's on iTunes. Yeah. It's available wherever wherever music is available. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I could hear like JR's soul leaving his body during this match. Oh, right. <laughs> How many listens has this got? <laughs> oh, let's go. AEW. Uh, all the wrestling artists. Uh, would it, what would it be under? What's the quickest one to go under? Spotify. I, I've, I've, I'm on Spotify. I'm just trying. To, if I just type in Budge, that'll do. AEW Budge. Where is in content, this brother? We are listening to Aaron searching Spotify in real time. Get- <laughs> Hey, there's no budge. This is quite depressing here. I mean, we, we could be talking about all the fun things happening in the match, mate, but, you know. So, sorry, mate. Crack on. <laughs> talking, mate. So, early on, um, there's some... Well, throughout the match, there's like a running theme of the proton packs being like a weapon almost, because uh, all the elites are wearing like Ghostbusters backpacks and like they have the little zappy guns. Um, yeah. And <laughs> at some point, was it Excalibur? Shouts, don't cross the streams. Yep. Which is yes. great. Uh, so a couple of little details of this match. Um, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it. First of all, there's a point where Kenny is like hesitant to tag Adam Cole in. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I wrote this down as well. Sorry. So, someone, yeah. someone made a comment. It's because he was dressed as Ghostbuster, and Adam Cole is technically a ghost. No, because I started an argument on was it Twitter? No good. I mean, that sounds so unlike you. <laughs> But then there's a there's no. a bit there's a bit later where um where Kenny goes to do like the camel clutch spot where the books run and kiss him and Adam Cole like throws him off and like no no you go and go up the corner make sure no one comes in no and then Adam Cole does it yeah because someone had a little cry like oh um AW aren't like doing anything with Adam Cole they're just regular people they're not doing any like character work or that he's just another guy on the roster getting paid. I was like, well, obviously, don't watch AEW. You didn't watch this week where 
there was slight work on Kenny and Adam Cole, but cool. Yeah. They're, 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 they're doing like again that they're planting the seeds that they're, they're yeah. giving us the little the little hints of like Adam Cole Kenny feud. See, Tate, I don't argue just for the sake of arguing. It's always for <laughs> a good reason, you know. There's, it just there's always so. If, if you, yeah, but going into Twitter, mate, it's like it's like shooting fish in a barrel. There's always a dick around there with the wrong opinion. You, well, if you got when they're looking for one, you'll find one. Well, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure this song's on Spotify? It might not be on Spotify. It's definitely on iTunes. Uh, so, yeah, so so fun spots in this match include Evil Uno riding Matt like a horse early on. Yep, that was quite uh, a sight to see. Also, Evil Uno's absolute dedication to trying to keep his hat on for the first, like, five minutes of the match. Until he and then he up. just launches it eventually. <laughs> yeah. He also has a, a, a moustache on his... Um, mask. On his mask, yeah. yeah. Um, so towards the middle, of, towards the end of the match, really, because um, it's—I mean—it's just full of bonkers shit. So go and watch it. At one point, uh, Adam Cole and John Silver start off, and Adam Cole goes to like try and trade strength with him, and Silver just puts him down, and then he, he does the boom and he shouts "budge" as he points to himself. Yeah, which is which is awesome. Um, so uh, further on into the match, we have a, a ref bump where Rick Knox gets a super kick. Um, so my favourite thing about this, while well, the ref, <laughs> the ref happens, and he's sort of lying down in the corner, and the marshmallow man just comes up and sort of like patting his hands to like comfort him. Yeah, he's it's it's patting, and then they're just holding hands. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? I absolutely, like, I absolutely loved that. It was, it was it was just the way it was framed. It was like the bottom corner of the screen. Yeah, you're not meant to look at it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so there was a spot then where um, all the Dark Order get triple low blows, uh, and then they all get bunched up in the middle of the ring, and the elite like jump backwards at them with the proton packs and hit them. Then they stack the proton packs and um, do the power bomb on Colcabana onto them. So as this is happening, uh, the horse that we saw earlier runs down to the ring, accompanied by Alex Reynolds and Alan Angels. And yeah. Alan Angels and Reynolds get super kicked off the apron. The horse gets in the ring. Um, they low blow the horse, thinking it's a member of the Dark Order. They hit it with a BTE trigger. They they make a big thing They're like, oh, let's unmask the horse. They pull the mask off, and it's Brandon Cutler with his hands tied and his, and his mouth taped. <laughs> so hang on, if that's oh, uh, I need to point out this point. Um, so the elite came down, accompanied by um, Michael Nakazawa, dressed as an actual baby. Baby, yeah, he's a baby right. with baby written on baby the baby. <laughs> and there is also a. Um, Marshmallow Man, who up until this point it has been assumed it was Brandon Cutler. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, um, they realize it's Brandon Cutler, Kenny, Nick, and Adam get pulled out by three of the Dark Order. Um, the Marshmallow Man just gets into the ring <laughs> behind Matt. He, he goes to take his, his hat off, or his helmet off, or his face thing, whatever. And Matt's face, while this is happening, is just a mixture of like surprise and fear. And he's not yeah. even looking, he's looking at the hard cam, he's not even looking at. No, you know, you know what? This gave me vibes of obviously minus the costume. Uh, Moxley and Omega for the first dynamite. Yeah. When Moxley shows up behind him and just goes, Whee! <laughs> uh, so yeah, he takes the mask off and it's Adam Cole. Uh, sorry, it's Adam Page under the under the hood. And he just annihilates Matt Jackson. Like gives him he turns him like upside down with the clothesline. Yeah. Uh, John Silver jumps in. <laughs> Uh, Page sets up um, Jet Math and uh, uh, Silver hits the spin doctor, and that's it. He, he picks up the pin. 
Johnny Bambi gets a win. Let's go. I mean, right. First of all, it's it's well known. I I was I was in my in my early years a massive Chikara fan, and this was the most Chikara. Like, <laughs> I say, I, you know, people say like when I say Chikara, I, I normally mean like stupid shit. I do, but I mean stupid shit plus really good wrestling. Yeah, because like, this was be... this was like stupid shit, and then Stu Grace doesn't move off the top rope to the outside. This was stupid shit, and then John Silver like runs around the ring and annihilates one. This was like, <laughs> it was stupid. It was stupid shit, and then really good wrestling moves like combined. Oh, it's mad. Like, it's stuff in this match, right? Like, when Evil Uno's riding the cowboy and stuff, and then the fans chant cowboy shit, cowboy shit, High Man's right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just can't do anything. He's got to just stand there. It's stuff like that, like how they were just uh, so good. Also, for add a little bit of added humor towards the end, Hangman can't get the costume off over his shoes. Yeah, he's just, they're around his ankles. The costumes around his angles. Which was, yeah, a little, 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 bit, little bit funny for the ending. Um, yeah, really, absolutely, one of my favourite um, comedy matches I think I've ever seen. One of my favourite dynamic main events for a while. Yeah. Um, I love I love this. This this type of shit. I mean, I don't want it every week, maybe, but like every now and then when it's just, when it just throws, and it, it was Halloween, it was a special occasion. It was Halloween. It made sense because Dark Order like to dick about the elite like to dick about, yeah. Like, was part of their character. They were the perfect eight men to do this. This sort, yeah. Of it was great, and uh, yeah, it was everything from the from the from the theme song all the way down to to Hangman. Like I popped so hard when Hangman was under the marshmallow costume. <laughs> I had a great time when that happened. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> And, but it, and it legit gives Hangman another big moment. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, it makes him it seem like... It isn't a, big... a match. Yeah. They're saying they've stayed clear of him having a match. Yeah. Which I'm all for. Yeah, he hasn't, re- he hasn't lo- wrestled since he won the... Battle Royale. Match. Yeah. Uh, as long as you get um, Hangman once a week doing something, just a promo at the least. Yeah. Or a backstage just, interview. Just, just, I mean, you don't, you don't need to heat him up. He's red hot. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the fans know what he's all about. Exactly. Like you've just got one week left, and then the prophecy will come true. <laughs> Hangman will we win are, the title. We are so close. <laughs> so close. So close. He's gonna <laughs> kick out of that one wind angel. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. So I forgot that still a thing. Before we get carried away, um, this is the end of Dynamite. Um, I really, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was excellent. I watched it on sort of like Thursday. Like I watched it straight after because I was, I was dead excited to see, um, to see the main event. And yeah, it didn't disappoint. Uh, any highs and lows? Um, I think my high is going to be since it surprised me so much. I will go she down deep. Su- surprise is a strong word to use. Just I was more invested than what. I'll- thought it would be. Yeah. Is how I should phrase it. Um yeah, it put Shida through. Um I'd say Shida gets through against Nyla. But then Debo fuck it up against Jade Cargill. Yeah, so that, that gives that, you the out against against Jade. Or is that is that how it works? Is that how the table I works? I think so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, where are we? No, it would be Satlander <laughs> and Soho would be the next opponent for them. Right. So do you reckon Rubio suit to the final? And like she comes up short again. Well against 
Shida or Nayla? What, Ru- no, is it Ruby on the opposite bracket? Wouldn't it be Ruby versus Jade in the yeah. final? Presumably. Yeah, uh, if if we're going, Jade Cargo beats Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a big shout, isn't it? I mean that could go either way. To be fair. Uh, exactly. Well, it's Jay got a th- Jay's got a Thunder Rosa as a winner for it as well. Yeah. So. But yeah. Um, yeah, pleasantly surprised by the match. Um, that's not to say I didn't enjoy the first or second one. First or second? Just the first one. There's only been two. That should have been two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a low... Do I want to say 10 gets murdered? <laughs> I mean, that was that was the most upsetting thing I saw yeah. on the show. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, like, dislike it, but I did yeah, in I mean, different ways, you know what I mean? It's not a low. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There wasn't anything. If anything, it would just be FTR and Lucha Bros stuff. I mean, when that's when you're scrambling around for that. Yeah, that is. (laughs) Hey, the one women's match on the card, right? And I liked it. Yep. Well, we're we're going places here, (laughs) Dave. We're moving on up. We're We're moving on up in this world. Right. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. I mean, I, I loved. Shida versus um, Serena, but I'm going to have to take that main event just for the for the, the absolute happiness it gave me, the joy. Um, yeah, I mean, we've, already, we've just talked about it. It was great. Uh, the only thing I can really give a bit of a meh to was, and it's a very minor one, it's just the finish of the punk match. Felt a bit weird. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but that's a very minor. I mean, it didn't spoil my job to the match. It was just, uh, I, I just hope everything's okay with, with everyone. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right. So we'll move it on to Rampage. Uh, so yeah, said on Friday as per usual. And well, oh, the crowd were 50 50 on this one. That's for sure. Started out with oh. Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston, the first semi final of the World Title Limited Tournament. I mean, Eddie Kingston continues to be incredibly over. Yeah. He's a working man's man. To the point where, like, there's points in this match where, like, Danielson starts to turn the crowd a bit. I was saying the crowd were 50-50 the whole time. Yeah, I mean, there was a he, solid he, point where no one was chanting for Danielson. Yeah, he gets a smattering of booze at one point when he's hitting some offense on Eddie like later in the match. Yeah. Um, before we get into this match, uh, well, before we get into that in detail, this match was absolutely incredible. Yes, it went 20 minutes almost. Yeah, you need to go and see it. Um. It's on. It's. I mean, yeah. Just watch it. Just, just watch it. It was unbelievable. For my money, I think this was better than Brian versus Kenny. Just, just. Oh, that's a bold claim. It's a, it's a, it's a slightly different type of match. Yeah, it's definitely. Like, different. this is more of like if you like your, your sort of your Walter versus Dragonovs. This is more of that. Yeah, so I've sussed out how they do Danielson's fucking matches, right? I've sussed it out. They just go, do you know how your chest goes peely wally every single week when people chop you? Can we have that every week? So I've got a quote here from John Moxley about this match. Right. And I'm going to read it because I think it's I think it really gives you an insight into what happened. Right. Okay. So John Moxley basically. So this is before the match started on on the Friday. He says, "I see Eddie sitting, twirling his thumbs, and I know this song he likes, World War Three by Rough Riders. He keeps trying to push it on me. I didn't say anything. I just played the song. It hits, and I see his eyes switch. 
and he starts pacing around the room, and I'm like, this motherfucker might go and kill Brian right now. This is so fucking good. We walk down to Gorilla, Brian walks out, and I grab Eddie by the shoulders, and I say, look at this stupid Whole Foods shopping vegan motherfucker. Beat his fucking ass. <laughs> I could see it in Eddie's eyes. It was real. It was so good. Two amazing workers doing amazing work. It's probably my favorite match, maybe of all time. It was a stiff fucking match. <laughs> <laughs> I, what... My my note mainly consists of one note, and that's stiff chops and stiff kicks. Yeah. <laughs> so Eddie is on top for a surprising amount this match as well. He yeah. like he beats the piss out of Danielson. This like, is the most Danielson's been in like actual trouble, like genuinely from any of his other matches. Even like Kenny to a point, it was very 50-50 in that match. Yeah. Whereas this wasn't. Kingston had a lot of the attack. And a lot of it was like Danielson getting like sort of pinned in the corner and just like beat to shit. Like yeah. every time that Bay went to the corner, like Eddie just sprung in there and like pinned him in. Used his power, used his strength, used his size. Because the only thing Eddie really has over Brian in this one on one is size. He's a brawler. That's what he had to use. He had to use his, his size to, to, to sort of, um, yeah. And he keeps, again, he keeps pushing. He, throughout this match, numerous times, he pushes Danielson into the corner and then just beats on him. Yeah. Um, and when I say he beats on him, like you said, like after like five minutes, Brian Brian's chest is like purple. Oh, his chest! As I say, it must be a thing where all his opponents go, "Can I make your chest red?" <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes, "It'll work. It'll help the match." Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, it just there's just so much brutality and so much great. But it wasn't just it wasn't just like needless brutality it was all it all worked in the context of the match like it was it felt like two guys who knew they could they, they had to take the other guys to the limits to, to win yeah that's that's Eddie Kingston's motto isn't it is he's a hard cunt yeah like you've got to do your hardest hitting shots to take him out um, I mean we'll, we'll talk about the finish when we get there because I, th- I thought the finish this match was really interesting in a way Yes, uh, and I really liked it for for for, for a reason to talk about. But we'll we'll talk about a few a few like little little bits that we liked on the way there before we get there. Um, I loved particularly the moment when they were both up on the top rope, and Eddie was trying to do a superplex, and then somehow Brian just worked it into a belly to back suplex. Yeah, he went under his legs to then. This was after he was upside down on the turnbuckle. Yeah. Went under Eddie's legs to then hit the belly to back. It was they were on that top turnbuckle for a good minute or two. <laughs> that was really funny. That was really fun. Um, there was a lovely bit where Brian was looking for a Fujiwara armbar, and Eddie sort of like stood up out of it. And as he stood up, he just nailed like a really stiff DDT on Danielson. That was after Danielson tried to go for the. LaBelle Lock or um, Excalibur gave it a new name. I can't remember what it was. I didn't write it down. Yeah. They gave LaBelle Lock a new name. So that was lovely. Uh, it was all lovely, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was all seamless. And then, and then after that, after the DDT, they would sort of get back and they're striking each other. And then Danielson hits like this big elbow. And then Kingston just backfist the shit out of him. He, hit, <laughs> he hits that backfist that he's been winning matches with. And then, and, but Danielson goes down like he's been shot. Yeah, Dan, <laughs> Danielson goes down like he's been shot, and then Eddie's absolutely fucked. 
So he's just leaning against the bottom rope. So the question begs, if he wasn't fucked, would he have beat Danielson? Is I what see. they're telling you there yeah. in the story. And, and then I love this because he sort of crawls over, like very tentatively crawls over to pin Brian. And as he does, he puts himself in a position where Brian could lock him in a triangle choke. Yeah. And because he, he has to come, he, he, he enters, he, like he sort of comes at him at a... Well, at a it was from like, the bottom. Yeah, like, a, like, like an inopportune angle. And so as he as he puts himself in that position, Brian just goes, well, fuck you then. And locks it in a triangle choke. Yeah. Um, Eddie gives him the finger, like defiantly. But then Brian just elbows him in the head repeatedly until he passes out. Yeah, like... <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> six, six wins for Danielson, six different ways. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you just said, can I finish? You just be all submission. It's like every submission, please. Can I just make someone cry? <laughs> or this, this, was, this was like, that one tiny little detail, like the way Eddie like tried to get onto him to pin him is what yeah. cost him the match. It was just so simple. As if he'd have come up from the side and hooked the leg, he probably might, he might have won. Who knows? That's what I got mainly out of this is if Eddie wasn't fucked from that backfest, would he have won the match? Yeah, but what, what a match! <laughs> like what an absolute. That's gone str- into into the into my top five with a bullet. Oh, thing is, we're gonna go for our top ten, and it's just and, be- right again. We'll talk about. There's a point. There's a point, like sort of midway through the match, sort of towards like sort of two thirds of the way through, where there's like a double down. Like both guys are sort of beat you to the floor. And they both like sit down and sort of like have a bit of a breather because they're fucked. And as that happens, like the entire crowd just stands up and starts cheering them. Yeah. Like they get like literally get a standing ovation like in the middle of the match. And the uh, commentary even mentioned that as well. Yeah. Oh, it's not often you see a stand ovation during the match. Yeah, and then a massive AW chant kicks off. Yep. Yeah, this was just this was. I mean, I could I could do an hour on this match. Like it was that good. <laughs> And I'm so glad because I love I love Eddie Kingston and I love Brian Danielson. And they, they, they wrestled they wrestled once before. They wrestled in Chikara in 2010. Right, okay. So this is this the second match in eleven years. Do, do we, who won that one? I can't remember. Have to. It was in Chikara, I'd assume Eddie, because he was always the guy. He was like normally he was he probably was he was probably the world champion at the time. So if you, bullet, if you put a gun to my head and maybe pick one, I'd say I, I reckon Eddie would have won it, but we'll see. Eddie Kingston matches, search the matches of Danielson. And your answer is in 2010, Brian Danielson defeats Eddie Kingston oh, at Chicago. Okay. There you go. Eddie Kingston getting buried by Brian Danielson there. Two, two and oh. They were in a King of Trios match at one point, too. Yeah. And they were in a cage of death match at one point too. Fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Eddie's gonna have to go and get his wins back at some point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, once Danielson gets murdered by Moxley, I'm sure they'd be happy to go at it again. So yeah, so Brian advances. I mean, then this was a match we, we we talked about this. Oh, I didn't know we talked about this last week when we we we, we both picked Brian to win this, didn't we? We both said like, yeah. The- be- it doesn't matter if it's either Archer or Kingston. Danielson's yeah, going to go to full gear. With with all due respect to Eddie Kingston, they're not going to give Brian his first loss against Eddie, Eddie Kingston, Kingston on Rampage. Yeah, exactly. Right. His first loss is going to be to John Mosley at full gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So 
But yeah, so that was that was. I mean, yeah, it was this. This was it was like you said. It was twenty. It was maybe twenty minutes of absolute phenomenal wrestling. Uh, yeah. We, we I, mean, so, I, I would I would even go as far as to say, if you can't, I mean, I think you have to in the UK. If you can watch it on the fighter, so you get the picture in picture, or you get the the, the sort of the no interruptions. It's so, absolutely worth it. I've got the time here for it. Sixteen minutes, twenty three seconds. Yeah. So there you go. It was. It didn't. It didn't overstay its welcome. It just. It was. No, I, I'm only saying twenty minutes because I'm pretty sure when we eventually got to the next ad, it was only like twenty yeah. minutes. But I think so. twenty minutes is unless the match demands. I think twenty minutes is a perfect length of time. Like around twenty minutes is a perfect length of time for a big match. Like for, a, for a big match on a one-hour show. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to watch these fucking forty-minute. No nonsense. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't want none of that. Mate, I, I mate, time. No, I'd be so bored. Unless it's like the Rumble or like you know War Games or you know some big multi-man nonsense. If it's just yeah. a, if it's just a big build-up match, I want twenty minutes of good action as opposed to twenty minutes of good action plus twenty minutes of fucking around. Uh, no, I'm all for it. I'm in and this 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 was it. This was all killer no filler. This was twenty minutes of those two guys trying to kill each other. Yeah, and it was perfect. It was. I mean, it was. I, I mean, I don't need to swear it often. It was perfect. I mean, there was nothing bad about it, so I need to agree with you. <laughs> so then, and then, and then to, to add the fucking Jerry on top, the special sauce backstage, you have Tony Schiavone interviewing CM Punk, and he's interrupted by a furious Eddie Kingston, and they get in each other's face, and they're probably going to have a fight at full gear. Hold up, you're sending like commentary where the commentary go, oh, they had to pull. Security, had to put, it wasn't even security, it was like Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho was there, like pulling any yeah, off of him. And some jobbers. Uh, and they go, um, oh, the security had to split them apart. Same point did they move his feet once. <laughs> I do like how he, he shouted at Kings if he wanted to go to sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen what happened out there. <laughs> oh, that was that was quite nice. And that's that's, that's how you wind Eddie Kingston up as well, if you uh, if you need to. Yeah, I imagine you, ju- you just hear in the faint distance Kingston going, "I didn't tap. Why did you ring the bell?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, mate, this this one against Moxie, mate, you were spark out. <laughs> oh, I can I mean, if we are getting that just at full year, just for the sake of getting it, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got two weeks. Let them let them both cut promos on each other next week, and then yeah. let them just go at it. Yeah, or CM Punk has a match, Kingston attacks him after the match. I mean, at this point, can you even turn Eddie back heel? Like, would it work? Not fully, I don't think. Just because he's still going to get cheered against CM Punk, isn't he? (laughs) As if Mox is dragging him, like, towards... If Mox takes him with him, I, as a cunt. Then maybe. I mean, so I saw someone earlier today making a case of just have Kings once Boxley like loses to Hangman uh, uh, Revolution, obviously, um, just have Moxie and Kingston as like this motherfucker evil tag team just annihilate the Luchas and take the belts. Just going a tear. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't be against it. I'd have, I'd have so a bit of that. Just just think of all the hardcore like tag matches we can get tasty out of that. Yeah. Oh. Remember that Butcher and the Blade Young Bucks hardcore match? Imagine that, but with Moxie and Kingston in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh. Right, so then next up, how do you follow a match like that? Well, you go all the flippies. 
All the flippies, let's go. Uh, Dante Martin, Widley Rush versus Matt Tidal. Uh, this is the third match in the trilogy. Um, and like, it starts off with like Tidal's trying to like talk to Dante a bit. Like he's like, "What are you doing with this guy? Like, don't listen to him. You know, be who you yeah. are, be yourself." Blah blah blah. Uh, it doesn't really work. Um, I mean, yeah, this match, this match is incredible as well, but for all completely different set of reasons to the first match. Actual. It's not even actual wrestling. That is it. Aye. I when Top Flight first debuted, everyone was like, oh, yeah, they're right. Like, Diane, Darius might be the better wrestler. And then Dante was like, oh, motherfucker. Aye, I'll show you. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so um, Dante does that mad, like, he, he, he just does, he just, he, this is just Dante going, remember how I can jump over a guy? Yeah. Would you like me to do it a lot? And it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, you're saying that. Like, I've got a couple of spots down that Seidel pulls off, and I was pretty intrigued a bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Seidel's no slouch, you know. Yeah. Uh, you had your weird half Boston, like, scorpion tail thing. It was like a submission move where the ankle was, like, up at Seidel's head. Yeah. But it had, like, Donnie's other leg wrapped around with his own. As well, so yeah. he couldn't move anywhere. So that was he's got just... like he's like Matt Adele's like the like he's like not evil on Helico, isn't he? He's like he can, yeah. he can he can high fly, but he can also do match stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, he's like light side on Helico. Yeah, where, where is on Helico? <laughs> Let's be honest here. Um, yeah, so um, Dante hits that mad like super high uh, sunset flip. Where he just jumps clean over your head and then grabs you and pulls you, flips you over, and just dips down again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he does that. Um, <laughs> and then my favorite move of the match, he basically does a run. He runs at Matt Sidell, jumps from a standing start, jumps and then hits a double foot stomp on the top of his chest. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> which looks insane. Like the height he gets on that jump, and he literally puts his feet. He, he literally stands. He jumps almost vertically. I make this. He doesn't. He doesn't like. He's, he's still standing like vertically upwards as he comes down on Matsudo's chest. Like he doesn't. Yeah. Make, it's not a drop kick. It's a. It's a foot no, no. Seidel has to fall for him. There's no going under naturally for him. No. <laughs> it was insane. And there was a Seidel who was doing a bow and arrow submission as well, which he seamlessly let go of, rolled out of, and then jumped into a stomp. Yeah. Like, which was just, it just was so similar. So it was like, that is why he's there, to be honest. Yeah, that's why they be like there. a veteran sort of guy. To just have these kind of matches, but like, just like, can you just go out and do like 10 minutes of that nonsense? I'm like, all right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, I'm all for it. Uh, and then there's a ridiculous head scissors by Donnie as well, where he does like an e- extra turn before he even wraps his legs around. Just, so just, like, just to style out, just because he can. He's like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> and it didn't even look unnecessary because it was so elegant. <laughs> yeah. It was like, fucking hell. I mean, I know it sucked like for Darius being out for like best part of the year, but god damn, is Dante coming a lot in that year? Oh, it's helped Dante out a lot, yeah. He is. He is. If he carries on, he's going to be like the next Ricochet in like a year's time. Two years' time. Yeah. NXT Ricochet. Yeah. Oh, Lucha Underground Ricochet, mate. Prince well, well that, that, some would say that's not Ricochet. <laughs> that we couldn't possibly know. Um, 
so yeah, match ends when the Dante hits that superb looking double springboard moonsault where he comes off two sets of ropes. That that that's after he flips out of a lightning spiral, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, um, it was a very good match. Like, all they need, all Dante needs to do is work on his his promo work and his acting because his acting is bad. Yeah, that's why he's got Leo Rush there just now. That's why Leo Rush is there now. Yeah, so yeah. they're gonna have. I mean, I'm really because Dante's back. Uh, Darius is back soon, I think. Sorry. Yeah, because that's what this because commentary keep mentioning it. So yeah. Yeah, so that's gonna be obviously a whole thing of like Darius trying to save him from Leo Rush's, and I think Darius just turns and goes to Leo Rush's side, presumably. Why not? I mean, I well, he's had even less time. Like, I assume he's even rougher. Well, like, tough light, tough light, tough light need a mouthpiece. So, yeah, who, who better? Exactly. And, and Leo, 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 Leo Rush can go as well if he needs to do trio stuff. So it's fine. Give us trio belts, cowards. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it has to happen. It's what they're, they're, they've stacked up so many trios. Like, yeah, give us it. Yeah, and so yeah, we're two for two, two bangers. Um, very different matches, but both incredibly um, entertaining. Um, was that tasty? You want a third match that's completely different, but, all, but also very good. But also very good. <laughs> I mean, surely we can't have that. Um, so then, possibly my favorite time, my favorite, my favorite moment of the entire, <laughs> the entire episode is we have the traditional Mark Henry um, like main events into pre-match interview. Mark Henry's back to do it. And, and then he basically says to Abaddon, do you have any tricks up your sleeve for tonight? And she just vomits blood everywhere. Bleah. <laughs> and Mark Henry just deadpan and goes, no comment from Abaddon. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. He's not even bothered by what just happened. <laughs> like, dude, that's a literal zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they go, he goes to talk to Britt Baker, right? And then and then, for some reason, after Britt Baker said something, Mark Henry just goes, oh, it seems Abaddon's left. <laughs> Baker and Rebel and Hater are just looking around like, oh, um, yeah, where did she go? Is she here? <laughs> I enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this, just because it was different. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the match, very quickly, they announced a couple of matches for next week's Dynamite. So we're getting well. One thing we are getting, we're getting. Um, I think we're getting Cody the Andrade. Yep, that's Dynamite. Yep. Yep, we're getting the Bunny versus Red Velvet in a TBS tournament match, and we are also getting John Silver versus Budge on Rampage. Yeah, so that's gonna bang. That's um, an internet match and a half. That right. So, um, yeah, into. Rip Baker versus Abaddon, no DQ, triple treat match. So, um, before we go into the match, commentary mentioned Abaddon's record, right? including this match, she's 22 and 3, it would be now. Oh, nice, okay. I mean, she, so, does, she, gets, she does a lot of, takes a lot of easy wins, like squashes on dark and stuff. And yeah, so all of our dark matches have been like less than four minutes bar against Ryo Mizunami. Which went seven minutes, and she looks terrifying. Like I have to um, say, she's done a she's done a great job with like her presentation, and she yeah. looks, she definitely looks a lot more intimidating now than she did. I mean, she looked she looked decent when she started, but like she's really stepped it up in terms of her whole persona. Ca- yeah, character works like on point. Um, and the other two, the two losses before this match, she had 
were both against Hikaru and Shida. Oh, yeah. Bo- both of them. Yeah, but that, that was a good little program. I enjoyed that. That was when yeah. Shida was like running around the backstage area like um, a Resident Evil character, terrified of Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really good fun, that. Um, so, yeah, this match was, again, totally different to the first two matches, but also really enjoyable. Spooky shit chance left, left right, and center. <laughs> like, Abaddon's got some really impressive moves. Like, she's a stunner, she's a sent on. Um, she gets beamed into a chair that's been put into, she puts into the turnbuckle, which is real fun. Um, then they go outside, um, Hater and Rebel set up a table, and the table doesn't sell for shit. The, the table is not one for given anyway. No, <laughs> they, they go two, they have two tries. Yeah, they to, go, um, go for the net breaker first, it doesn't break. Then they go for the suplex on the table. So poor, it poor still doesn't break. Bounces off the table twice. So she just goes, All right, fuck yeah, I'll just sit up. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the table's like pretty fucked at that point. It's like, it's, oh, it's buckled, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then they go across in the ring. Abaddon pops up. Uh, Baker throws back to the ring. Uh, my shout of the night on commentary. Uh, Abaddon goes into the ring and gets out a, a little sack with presumably thumbtacks. It would either be tacks or broken glasses, the usual. Yeah, is. and Chris Jericho says, maybe it's just a really small snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh... <laughs> Everything, it's all been worth it. The whole, all those weeks of him screaming down the microphone, it's Just all been that. worth it for that one sentence. Ugh. I mean, during this show, they were arguing about Canada and America, him and Ricky Starks. Yeah. That's what this show was about. And I was like, <laughs> oh, come on. You're better than this, Ricky Starks. <laughs> but yeah, so Abaddon, I, I love this one. So Abaddon pulls out the thumbtacks and Brit obviously reacts quite badly to them because he brings back the memories of the uh, the lights out match at Thunder Rosa. Um, After a bit of sort of scuffling around, Abaddon does like a backdrop, a back back suplex onto Brit. Brit goes right into the, I mean, fair play, she goes right into them tacks and she's not wearing a t-shirt or nothing, it's wrestling gear. Him him mostly bare back goes right onto them, so respect. Um, After that, she gets a two count. Jamie Hater slides in a chair. Britt Baker goes, hoofs it at Abaddon, hits her in the face with it. Yeah. And then basically puts her, like, pilmanizes her with a chair and then curb stomps her. And that chair folds. Yeah. Like, that, that was horrible to watch, but. And then instantly, so good Ab- at the same time. Abaddon just sits up, like, stands up, like, yeah. to knees, like it was nothing. <sighs> That's. <laughs> So Brits Brit so Brit sells the fierce. Just like out instinct, you got super kicks her in the face. Um, puts a handful of thumbtacks in her mouth. Super kicks her again. Tries to put her into lockjaw, but then realizes that she doesn't really want to put her hands in her mouth. No, my fingers will get bitten off. So then, <laughs> so then, as she's to break out of it, Abaddon just grabs her hand, shoves it in her mouth, and bites her fingers. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I like mean, fair play. Yeah, that's that's how you count. That, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I got me thinking. Why does no one just bite their hand when she does lock her? Yeah, but also she's a zombie, so it's fine. Yeah. It makes sense. Big brain. So as this is happening, Jimmy Hater runs in, hits Abaddon to break it up. Uh, then Abaddon runs over and bites Rebel, who treats it like she's been bit by an actual zombie. Yeah, and our blood colors a bit on the purple side, but yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> And as, as that's happening, she's biting uh, Rebel. 
Britt rolls her up from behind and gets like the, the sort of quick like surprise pin. Yeah, which and is it great because it, it, it keeps Abaddon looking strong because she was you know she was fighting three people at the end. Keeps her looking strong and she didn't tap out even though she's no. a zombie. It makes sense. Yeah, she, she Britt had to like do something different to beat her, which yeah. um, she had to like use just to basically sacrifice Rebel, who's now going to turn to a zombie. Um, <laughs> and yeah. She had, get, legit. she had to get it while she was distracted. So yeah, good good finish. Uh, really fun match. Yeah. Um, Britt's character work is exceptional. Abaddon's character work is really good as well. Um, like the way they the way they both sold, like the way Britt sold the, the, the shock and the fear of all of like Abaddon's spooky shit was really good. Like her facial yeah. expressions were on point. Like, Abaddon did the Undertaker stuff really well. It's like looking unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, even Jamie Hater and Rebel doing their part in this match as well. I loved um, was it during the rampage promo when they were doing like the zombie arms like the uh, like behind yeah because <laughs> yeah. they were like Halloween makeup it was yeah it was really fun it was really really good um, yeah but one episode of rampage three completely different matches and three really entertaining wrestling matches they put on there for, for on that on that show yeah and they were all like. Solid fucking ten minute matches at least. Yeah, it was so. there was there was no like no, there was no flab there was nothing like there was no no bitch wheeling and arch. I need to fast forward this match. It's a bit. That this final match was the shortest match. Yeah, that was ten minutes. Seven minutes apparently. That's probably with the break. Uh, well, uh, would would it include the break? Would they bother to include the break? Hmm. Yeah, Peter Torch has it at ten minutes thirty. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. That's maybe then. I don't know. I don't know the base. And I think they had someone live there. So maybe they were timing a bell to bell. Like live. No, yeah, well, that's maybe, true. Maybe, yeah. maybe not what we showed on TV. Yeah. Fair. So, yeah, there we go. That's and it's been an ex. I'd say an excellent week. It, it really. It, it's weird because it doesn't still doesn't quite feel like we're two weeks off a pay per view. No, that's what I'm saying. As soon as you mentioned Phil Gear, I was like, oh shit, it's only. Two I think they're but, gonna. I mean, they've got they've got three hours of television to do a lot of build next week, and they're gonna have to. Like, yeah. what's even what's even announced for the card so far? Obviously, main event, the final of the world title eliminator, uh, tag titles. So uh, currently, we've got um, yeah, the the the, the eliminated final. We've got the main event. We've got um, Brit V Ty. For the women's, yeah, okay. The Inner Circle, the American Top Team, Lucha Bros, the FTR. All right, so the six match announced and Derby B Sting, Derby BMGF. Sorry, so the six match announced so far. I can see them doing um, Punk, and... Punk, King, Punk and Kingston. Yeah, uh, and I can see them doing a tag match with Pac and Cody and Andrade. And yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's maybe another women's match. Um, I don't know what they do. I'd love to. I'd like another women's match on there. I don't know what's sort of simmering along. Yeah, there's no really an actual storyline that isn't the tournament. You could do it big. If there was a big tournament match, you could do that. But doing it on a pay-per-view seems a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah, for just like a quarter-final. Yeah, it just seems weird. So, so yeah, I mean, it's shaping up nicely. To be fair, and they've got another three hours to build to squeeze another. I reckon another. It's six matches. They like they like about an eight match card, don't they? Seven like an eight match. Bucks versus Dark Order, maybe. Oh, there's no Bucks, or there's no. There's Cole. no Bucks. There's no Adam Cole. So surely they're getting on the card somewhere. Yeah, you get a little, get a little super click in there. 
Yeah, surely they're getting on that card. Yeah. <clears throat> Fair, right. Well, we'll talk more about full gear next week anyway. We'll know, we'll know a lot more this time next week. Yep. Uh, right. So before we. Oh, actually, we've got. Oh, this time next week. Yeah, yeah, we've got two. We've got this week, and we've got we've got two episodes now. It's two episodes and two rampages. We're fine. I keep thinking it's yeah. like I think you're thinking it's like next weekend. It's not. I, I, I'm getting because we do this on Monday. It fucks my brain up. Um, <laughs> I, I forget. Like even though we're in this week now, we've still got this is dynamite. TN, TNA uh, AW hasn't happened this week. It's like we've still yeah. got all of this week and then all of next week. Yeah, so it's fine. We've got we've got like six hours of rest to build it all up. It, it's it's no problem. It's no problem. Right. Okay. Then before we head off, um, what are your highs and lows for Rampage then, mate? Yeah, uh, I think my high is going to be that main event, even though. We had an ad break at the very beginning, which I was very upset about. But the main event was my favourite out of the three. Fair. That's not, that's not to say the other two were bad or that. I mean, they were, like I said, they were all excellent matches. It, it's really yeah. not a personal preference. On what you it was heard. in very different ways. They were good matches. So Yeah. Uh, and genuinely, I don't think I can have a low. Yes! <laughs> I genuinely can't get a low because all it was was three matches and then the Punk and Eddie Kingston stuff. Yeah, there was there was very... There was little, nothing uh, that you could say... No, there was not <laughs> there, there was nothing hanging out there. There was, it, was no. all, it was all tight. Uh, and for you to have no low, that's that's high... I'm going to email and, Tony Khan uh, and, and tell him, like, look, mate, you've just put on a show that my mate, who is the pickiest bastard, who has to have a low every show, couldn't find one. Jet... I'm looking at my notes and I genuinely can't. There's nothing I can say. No, I I can't pick anything out, Tasty. <laughs> no, that's and that's absolutely fine. Um, we we can live that life. Uh, I am going to. I mean, it, it, again, you can't miss, can you? With with this show, you, anything could be the, any one of these matches could be the high point. Um, exactly. It's just as I say, it's not the personal preference for me. I would probably just on balance take um Kingston versus Danielson. Yeah. I again it's that's not it's not really the right this isn't normally the type of match that I go for. Like out of the three I'd, I'd expect mostly normally to be in for the flippy shit or for the mad zombie shit. Yeah. But because like, I mean I'm gonna say this quietly I'm not the biggest fan of all to be dragon of like either of them. Well either of them. No, I think actually I, I don't know I just think they, they just the, go the First one is definitely better, but people. I, I, I respect. I, I, res- I respect. Them. I understand why people like them. It just it doesn't personally do a great deal for me. Um, maybe once you once you've watched it, you don't need to watch it again. Is but yeah, but I would watch. I, I want to watch that Kingston Daniels match again. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's what I would say. It's, it's just a good match. It's just something the about the way thing. the way they did it. I seemed a bit more invested in it. Maybe it's because I've known Eddie Kings for so long and like Brian Daniels. So maybe it's these guys who I've, I've known for years. Maybe it was just it, just because of the, the familiarity with the, the guys involved. But yeah, it was awesome. It was everything. I, I mean, when I saw the match, I, I, just, I saw them do a fight and I was like, just please. I love them. I love both these guys. Just please be a good match. And then like the, 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 the sort of the, the word, the buzz that came out of the tapings, it was taped on Wednesday, was that it was a banger. And I sort of tried to temper my expectations and they blew them away. Even after trying to just chill out before watching the match. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was a, a probably my, it's probably going to be my match of the year. Oh. Unless something mad happens at full gear. Wait, when Hangman kicks out of that one. I mean, mate. Hangman and Kenny have got it. I mean, that's not going to disappoint us either. I mean, 
But uh, go on, hang on, Kenny. There's your, there's your marker. Fucking beat that. Uh, oh. <laughs> Let's go. What, I mean, what about so? What about Moxley with Danielson? Moxley's doing a murder on Danielson. But it's fine. Did you realise we've never even seen Danielson wrestle at an AW pay per view yet? No. The last pay per view showed up at the very, very end. He's yeah. had fees. He's had six banger matches, and he's not even been on a pay per view match yet. <laughs> And his first pay-per-view match is going to be against John Moxley. He's going to war with John Moxley. <laughs> Let's go. So oh. fuck me. So yeah, we are we are on the road to full gear. We are absolutely speeding towards what we will hopefully be an excellent pay-per-view. It's on a Saturday night as well, so I can stay up and watch it. It's gonna be banging. I don't have to book the Monday off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see you next week for more of the build-up to full gear with our AEW review. Thank you very much for listening, sticking around, and enjoy all your wrestling. We'll see you all very soon. Goodbye. I want to get a Rottweiler and name it Piper because when it gets rambunctious, it will be my rowdy, rotty Piper. I mean, yeah. (laughs) It's it's still bad, but at least it made sense. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. (laughs) 